Welcome to the Nitty Gritty, episode 53. Yeah. I'm going to keep that going as long as I can, <laughs> remembering the numbers. So, happy to be here. We, we had a guest, Gary Brown today, is his name, the co-founder of our family's favorite drug. Mr. Perk. Perk Energy. Yep. Do they still call it Perk Energy, even though it's kind of everything now, or do they just stick with Perk? Uh, Perk Energy, right there on the Perk Perk Energy. Energy. So we've had Rena on. She was episode 13. Incredible story. Um, Lost her husband to addiction. Remarried Gary, who was our guest today. And tons of cool insight. Um, He's done everything. Holy crap. Yeah. We talked about his marriages. We talked about graphics design and computers and basically what led up to perk energy and so we kind of touched on it but he didn't make it as big a deal but he recently left his corporate job and so he told them i think it was like in january that he was leaving and his official day to leave was two days before corona hit that's crazy so adobe let all their employees go home full benefits full pay Oh my gosh. He we was, didn't even talk about that. I tried to bring it up, but he like didn't talk about it. And but so two days. If he was two days later, he would still be on full pay, full benefits, but he's not. Oh so the whole corona, he's gosh. been completely gone. Full full time perk. <laughs> that poor man. Oh geez. But how cool though that he made the jump, you right? know, like that perk's going well enough and that he wants to go all in on it. So I thought that was really cool. But yeah, two days. Insane. That's crazy. (laughs) And it's a great story. I mean, he's not a chemist. No. He's not a... He's a mad scientist, though. He is. He's just... He's a brain. He loves solving problems. Yep. I mean, and he's too good looking to be as smart as he is. (laughs) He's 55 going on 40 physically. I mean, rugby, played rugby for the US. Like, I mean, this guy's kind of done it all. So it's a really interesting episode and... Yeah, you'll learn a lot. And Perk, obviously, for us has been a huge support. We've yeah. had a code from them for their a first long time, code, right? nitty gritty, nitty gritty. And so twenty percent well, off. I can't remember what it is, fifteen or twenty. Yeah, but they just came out with their new product that he talks about with BCAAs. Yep, and they have their energy and their chill and that's blockchain amino acids for any of you unhealthy people out there that don't supplement. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. But such a good episode. If you want to try it out, use the code, save a little bit of money. Yep. And if you like the podcast, we'd love to hear about you. We haven't we've we haven't done a good job asking for reviews. I know. And we but should we do another contest this week? We need to do something. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. We're gonna do something fun this week. Let's do it. We're gonna do a we'll, we'll call we'll call Gary and Rena. We'll get some perk. I'll throw in some bam bam stuff. Andrew will do your taxes. Just, that's a joke <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so be be looking at our instagram we'll do a giveaway this week that'll be instagram's fun. at nitty gritty show nitty, just in case at you're not nitty following. gritty show and we'll it'll be a review based yep good reviews and we'll we'll Let's give you a nice big fun prize this week with it i agree i love it all right guys hope you enjoy it all right we are here we are back another episode of nitty gritty and this one's going to be fun because we have gary brown with us We've talked about doing the husband episode. And we finally, a few of these <laughs> we finally followed up on time. our word. Yep. So we're not complete and utter liars. It's true. We actually did it. Gary, welcome. Oh, thank you. We've become good friends since Rena's come on. That's Wait, who's right. Gary? 
Mr. Perk. Oh, you didn't say that. <laughs> Sorry. Yet. Oh, yeah. Our listeners aren't Context. in the room with us. They're not here. No, so they don't know who's sitting right, here. Right. So we have to be their camera. So we have Gary, with our voice, who is We're, the co-founder of Perk Energy. That's right. Who is our best partner of uh, the Nitty Gritty far. Show. <laughs> is there a lot of competition? Tons. No. <laughs> Cam, shut up, dude. Yes. Tons of competition, and you guys are the best. Well, we appreciate that. We. We want to be the best. Good. So we're excited to be able to hear the other side of Perk, but also your story is super awesome. And so it'll be fun to kind of jump into it a little bit. Right. Kind of build up before him and Rena came together. Yeah. Because there's a lot there. Oh, yeah. You're very I lived accomplished. almost a whole life. Yeah, you that. did. Right. Now you're just Rena's husband. But That's right. Before, you were really cool. <laughs> you were Gary before, and now you're just Mr. Perk. That's right. I, uh, I, no, been... I, I'm excited to hear this story, because Gary is, you would have to be one of the most confident, like, comfortable in your skin men to All be, right. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the, the, just, we'll, we'll get into it, All right. but I, I, I have Fair very high respect for you. Well, I appreciate that. So Gary, let's just, let's start. Like, where, where where did you come from, man? Where did you grow up? How was it coming? So I grew up in uh, Washington and Idaho. So I grew up in a, a town called Kennewick. Uh, Shut up. Up. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. Washington? You know our yes. wives are from Pasco. I did not know oh that. Oh my gosh, that is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. that we don't know that yet. Kennewick, Washington. Holy until crap. I was fourteen, just before I turned fourteen. Holy cow. So yeah, tri- part of the Tri Cities. That's right. That's right. Part of the Tri Cities. Unreal. I had. Yeah, that's really. I funny. lived on Gum Street in Kennewick, Washington. No way. Yeah, crazy. Kind of rural when I was there. Has uh, it changed? Yeah, it's blown up a lot up there. Yeah, uh, Kennewick especially. Yeah. You know, Lampson Crane Company. Does that mean anything to you? No. Okay, they were kind of a big deal. But I lived next door to the Lampsons. Wow. They basically had a farm that surrounded our house, and we were just kind of this little blip. In their farm, <laughs> it was so weird. Did That's you guys crazy. farm? No, no. My dad was a school teacher. Okay. Uh, my mother was a nurse, and uh, so we were poor. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so we were poor. Yeah. It is all That's, farming. That's like, the math. Our father-in-law, it's egg farms. In right. Pasco, Oakdale Egg Farms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's... See, my dad taught school in Finley, which is uh, even farther out into the country. Oh, okay. So. Wow. So I have to have a question. When you guys went to the store, did you, as a family, say, <laughs> it's time to go to town? <laughs> well, we were kind of on the kind of in-between. So is yeah, the store I mean, in Kennewick? It Most was, of the stores are in Kennewick? Yeah, it was a bit of a drive. I mean... I always joked with my fa- with my wife's family because we'd go there and like, all right, let's go to town. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, let's ride into town to get something. Where are we going? <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So what took you from Washington to Idaho? So my parents decided to move when it, it became apparent their, their children started leaving, going to school. It, it became apparent they were going to not come back to Washington. Uh, they were going to end up in Idaho and Utah. And, you know, so they, they decided to preemptively move down here so they could be around their family. Okay. So once they started going to school, they moved. They, uh, my uh, father got a job in Rexburg, um, uh, teaching elementary school there, and my mother was the, the nurse at the Student Health Center. Oh. So she was a Rick's College employee. You know, what is it about Idaho in this show lately? I yeah. feel like we could almost rename, like so many cool people come from Idaho. 
Yep. Isn't it been like the it's last four guests straight? Like We've had Idaho quite a few. There's yeah. tons that have had Idaho It's where I learned to break dance. <laughs> so. Well, we learned last week that there's the, the gangs of Idaho. You got to be on the right streets. Of Idaho of, Falls. Of Idaho the Falls. mean streets of IF. That's right. IF proper, we learned. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> call it IF proper. Yeah, that's how you have to ask it. So, what I mean, growing up, very traditional, it sounds like. Teacher, nurse. Yeah. I mean, did you have... Nuclear family, pretty boring. <laughs> I mean, but entrepreneur business, was that talked about at all in the no, family? No, no, no. I always kind of felt the pull, um, but my parents were not particularly entrepreneurial. You know, I mean, they were in very institutional style jobs. Um, you know, they actually tried a few entrepreneurial things, but they always struggled with the idea that it was okay to make money. Like, I do think that they had a little bit of a problem right. saying, okay, well, we're going to charge and we're going to charge this margin and this margin is for us. And they always give the margin away. And so they struggled, uh, you know, as entrepreneurs, but they didn't struggle as humans. So yeah. that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's a really common thing for people getting started, like being okay with making, it sounds weird, but being okay with making money. Yeah. It's a, it's a hurdle for most people to get over as they get started. Yeah. I guess it depends on how you're raised, but, yeah. um, right. you know, I mean, for me, I mean, it definitely being an entrepreneur didn't seem like a real thing. Like what we were talking about earlier, going to school seemed like the thing to do. Right. Um, but you know, starting a business would, you know, that was, I mean, I couldn't even fathom how to do that. So, um, but you know, my parents were great. And, you know, they, they really overcame a lot in their lives. And, you know, I'm really grateful that I had the family I did because, I mean, I wouldn't be who I was. Yeah. So your path kind of kept that traditional path for a while, didn't you? You went into college. Yeah. Right? Out of high school. Yep. Went into college. Uh, you know, went to BYU eventually. I started Rick's, transferred to BYU. And, um, you know, at BYU, I kind of discovered I so I was a, a information management major um, was kind of focusing on computers and discovered desktop publishing it was right when it started and fell in love with it and decided I wanted to be a graphic designer so I kind of what pivoted was this? this is oh geez <laughs> listen this <laughs> all right this that's a loaded question this, right. this was I want everybody to watch this interview on YouTube because <laughs> when you hear this after man's he age, answers the question you're going to be like, what the freak? I'm drinking Perk Energy right now. 1900. <laughs> and <laughs> this was 86, 87. So that's when we're talking about. That was right. when uh, Adobe Illustrator was first released. Crazy. So, and I mean, really early in the like, I mean, computers really hadn't. No, it I mean, wasn't weren't a, really anything yet, right? So I worked at a computer lab, and so I had access to right. the software. We got Adobe Illustrator. We got um, Aldous PageMaker. So we got these basic tools, oh, wow. and we got a laser printer. And, you know, I'm just like, I'm like, this is amazing. What about it drew you to it? Well, I, you know, I always, oh, I always liked oh. to use computers to create things. I wrote video games when I was a, a teenager. You wrote video games? Correct. What does that mean? That means I programmed video games. Do you remember I who you were just, video games. you were just talking about somebody winning the genetic lottery? Do you remember that? <laughs> just like seven minutes ago? You know what? That, it was so easy back then nerds? compared to now. I mean, the pixels were the size of your pinky, <laughs> you know? How did you I know mean, how to do that though? Well, I took a class. 
And so, you know, I was interested. I took a class and it was, I mean, to me, it was really creative. It was a really creative exercise in problem solving, right? Because that's computer programming, you're problem solving and you're using logic and logical systems to create solutions to problems. So you have a problem of like a video game problem, like how do I create these animated characters? Well, you create these, you know, a pattern that you can repeat and then you move it around with this repeated pattern and it looks animated. And so, you know, I mean, Am I everything, everything is like, everything is problem solving, right? Right. I cook brisket. <laughs> it's all the same thing, right? Like there are problems when you're cooking. No, you're right. Right? There's sure. a lot. You have to solve problems. Thanks for making me feel better. Okay. Listen, when I Continue. when I cook brisket, I am scared <laughs> because I'm like, this is like 110 bucks, and I can't screw this See, up. You are actually my ideal student because when people are too smart, they can't figure out barbecue. Uh, right? He just called you stupid. You have to listen, dumb it down. Listen, you have to dumb it listen. down for the smart ones. <laughs> like you got to come down to my level before your barbecue is going to taste good. Stare at like the just fire. Just go in and watch TV <laughs> while it's cooking. Yeah, I tell you though, brisket's good. It's awesome. I love brisket, but that's that's an aside. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy that you're developing video games. Yeah, so I I realized you know so I actually went and I served a mission for the uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, and uh, when I came back, things had changed, like. The PC had come out, and actually, when I was going to the Mission Training Center, my brother uh, was going to BYU. He said, come check this out. I got this new computer, and it was this weird little box, and it was an Apple, the original oh, Apple the Mac. Macintosh. The original Apple Mac. Because this was 1984, crazy. right? That's right. the best commercial ever. One of the greatest oh God, commercials You weren't even alive. Ever. Ridley, Ridley Scott. <laughs> I can appreciate it still. Ridley Scott. I actually was that. alive. I was born in 84, okay? Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. I was right. five. That was an amazing commercial. Yeah. But that's an aside. You know, it's funny. My, oh, my mission is when cell phones, it was kind of the same thing. Yeah. Like, I had Things like changed. a big brick. Yeah. Like the speaker or the microphone flipped out. So it was like Motorola's first flip phone. But it was like, it's in your glove box. You turn it, it was. I imagine right, that's what people it treat satellite phones like now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get in a wreck. But then I came home, and I remember getting during the layover, and I came home from Chile. Right. And I I blew my knee out playing soccer. And so I was on one of those golf carts, and this Damn. guy behind me was just like, hey, what's up, man? I'm like, hey, how are you? And he just kind of looked at me like I was crazy, but he had like a little headphone in oh, his wow. ear, plugged into his cell phone in his pocket, and I couldn't see it. I was floored. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I could I kind of relate. Tell me, it was like Zoolander. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember on my mission, we got a new mission president, and the kids showed up, and they put this thing into the tape deck, and they had this device called it. They called it, it's like, "Where's your iPod?" It's like, "Where's my i what?" Yeah. Oh my god! And all of a sudden, this music started playing through the car. I was like, "What is this magic?" So iPods came out while you were on your mission. Uh huh. That just goes to sh- like we forget how young Apple. Is like, right. or I mean, these products we use now, like right. iPods, oh, iPhones, you iPads. Think about like, the smartphone, right? We're what about a decade into it? Crazy. I mean, how much it's changed the oh, world. Yeah. So you've been. So how long were you with? Okay, so design video games. What sure. happened next? So I came back and and I found that that I was not going to probably program anymore, right. um, but I could use computers as tools to be creative right that was really what i was interested in so, so did you draw on stuff growing up like not really the- my sister was the artist in the family i've always had like a basically a tremble in my right hand 
Really? Uh, yeah, my father has it. It's kind of genetic. It's called a benign uh, tremor. Uh, so I'm not, I have no step. My hand is not steady. I, I, huh. I'm not great, but with a mouse I was and say, with, but a with tool, a computer. Yeah, so I can I can draw fairly well on the computer. I'm pretty comfortable doing it. See, that's it. really interesting because it starts, obvious, you know, some people are just born with, it's like we were talking about with singing, right? So like your brain yeah. probably has all that open, like what an artist can see. You know, you watch somebody that's good at drawing or painting, and I feel like there's, they view the world differently than oh, me, right? They very much see so. Per, their depth perception. Their and, perception, exactly. Right? And So I bet that's there for you. Uh, somewhat. The hand thing maybe stops it a little it's bit. It's a lot of work, though. I mean, anybody, you know, it's like anything, um, you know, you get good at what you do. For sure. And if you don't do it, you're never going to get good at it unless you have this, you know, gift. Right. And so, um, and I, you know, I wasn't super gifted, but I, I you know, I was, I've, I, I was creative, so I was able to, you know, cobble together a career in advertising and design. Um, you know, cool. I, you know, I mean, it's just uh, you know another way that you can solve problems for sure. Right? And so, ultimately, I kind of became seduced by the idea of of just enjoying solving problems. And if you're an entrepreneur. Like that's the oh, ultimate in stops. problem solving, right? And it's very, it can be very energizing. Like solving a problem is like, wow, that was, even if it's a logistical problem or a packaging issue or really things that are like really tertiary for the average person, right. it's still, it's important and it's exciting when you can solve something. So when you get feedback, once you solve it. Yeah. Right. Well, I imagine like knowing computers, the way, like, you know, you were into computers as they really started to see progress. So it's probably been really yeah. fun for you because every year or two, there's more tools available for you to create, right? Oh, computers yeah. Uh, there's, faster the tools are so amazing now. Right. I mean, they've grown so much, but it's kind of funny because even Illustrator, the basic skill, the pen tool is relatively unchanged since 1986 really it's still very very similar like how you draw i mean what you can do with those things that you draw like how you can fill it and you can create all of these interesting shapes and textures but the basic act of drawing is relatively unchanged huh so that's really interesting so how long did like when you were in college then doing that started to get in kind of the design side right did you like did the entrepreneur thing start to kind of bubble up at that point as a creative outlet or was the design kind of your creative outlet at that time? No, the design was my creative outlet and I, you know, wanted to build a portfolio and I wanted to do work that was exciting and interesting. And, you know, I looked for creative outlets. I mean, you know, I've made short films and, you know, I've done kind of experimental photography and just weird kind of art projects. And that was, art was really important to me for, you know, a while. And it's kind of, I still love art, but like, I'm not a practitioner anymore. Got it. But okay. Some would disagree. <laughs> art takes on many forms. That's true. I know my wife's a lot nicer to me with it's some culinary of the things art. you've created. <laughs> <laughs> it's still an art, right? Yeah, but we Risk won't skip forward art. yet. We won't right. skip forward yet. Cause yeah. there's, I have a feeling we're, we're going to get into some fun stuff still. Right. Oh, I don't know. Let's yeah. find out what, what's next. Yeah. What's yeah. after that? Oh, well, that's, I mean, that's a big, a big jump. gray box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then yesterday I got up and 
<laughs> no, it's kind of so funny. Getting into college, like, what was your job? Like, because you were, were you? I was paid I worked, to do what you were doing. I worked in the computer lab okay. in the Tanner Building, and um, I basically, uh, you know, was, you know, I answered questions and helped people, and you know, I mean, and I was messing around with this with this technology, and I ended up getting a job at an Alpha Graphics, and. You know, I worked in Alpha Graphics for a couple of years, and then what I, do Alpha Graphics do? Uh, they're just print shop. Print shop. Okay. Print, yeah, they're a national chain, um, and then ended up kind of being as an early adopter, right? I I was I had a, a skill that was then important for you know small companies. I ended up working for uh, it was the Stephen Covey Leadership Center. No, what was it called? The original name Stephen R. Covey and Associates. When I got there, I was like employee number fifty. Wow. And so I was there kind of during when, when Stephen wrote the book and, uh, you know, the Dang. whole book tour and public, you know, that whole, so you're you know, part of all that. Well, very, I'm, I don't know. You know, I did, I did give some input on the cover. So that was kind of fun for somebody who That's was just really new. Cool. And, uh, so the original cover I, I worked on, but Simon and Schuster was in charge. So, I mean, there was, you know, I mean, we just gave feedback. And what book the is this, just in case people don't know what we're talking about? <laughs> uh, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. One of the best books ever written. Yeah. Of all time. I think it just hit a million copies, didn't it? That was a joke. <laughs> I was like, oh, come on, Cam. Like, yeah, in yeah. Mongolia. <laughs> so you were doing the design yeah. work with Covey. Yeah. And then where did that lead? Uh, so I worked, I was with Covey for four or five years and then I, then I got into the Salt Lake agency thing. So then I, I got into advertising and worked some advertising jobs in in Salt Lake. When did you start like developing products? So that was actually kind of a weird, um, tangent. Uh, I was working for a small company that was, uh, pretty entrepreneurial. Um, they, were focused on selling transdermal patches and uh Which so is? so basically like nicotine patches okay. and and all kinds of weird patches okay <laughs> um and the patch thing was not wasn't going great okay and so uh, at the time we kind of became aware of you know hey you know maybe you know, doing some supplements would be, you know, something we could do. We've already cut the marketing infrastructure built. We could do some supplements. We could do some skincare products. And so I kind of volunteered to get involved in product development. So I was in marketing and I kind of dove into product development. And that was super exciting for me because I am, you know, I grew up in a house. My mom, my mom's a good cook. Um, I love food. Um, I've always loved food very much. And uh, so I was super excited about developing flavors. And so that kind of became something I was super interested in. Because, you know, I mean, nobody wants to drink something that tastes bad. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny because that's, you can use that as a marketing tool, right? You can say it's, it's so awesome for you. If, if it's, it tastes this bad, it must be great for you. But uh, I prefer <laughs> not to take that approach to life. <laughs> Well, you know, I was actually going to mention that connection because having a marketing background and going into product development, that's probably a very beneficial skill set to have, right? Yeah. I mean, to kind of know, because your product really is nothing without marketing. They're so integrated. Right? Like, exactly. And so to know if you can create a product with that marketing skill set in mind and knowing how to help them market it better, 
I think that would be a win-win, wouldn't it? Oh, for sure. I, you know, if you can't, I mean, I've had products before that are probably, you know, I, I really love the ideas and the concepts. Um, but you know, the marketing issues never were completely worked out. So, you know, that's uh, maybe another day, but you sure. know, well, you wonder how many products like that could have just been amazing, but just didn't have either marketing dollars or they marketed it wrong. Yeah. We'll never know. Cause crazy. <laughs> or aren't there things, even examples of things that were supposed to come out 15 years ago, but just world wasn't ready for it. Oh, that happens. Stories for sure. like that, right? You can be ahead. You can be ahead of the curve, too far ahead of the curve. I mean, even, even the, 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 um, the iPhone, you know, yeah. the, the Newton preceded the iPhone. I guess that's true. I never really thought about that. Oh, yeah. And, and that wasn't that great. Right. <laughs> well, but like even, I don't, I didn't have one. Did you? But like even going back to marketing and the product, I mean, look at like the Zune against the iPod. Oh, we sure. talked about the iPod, like how many sure. MP3 players that look the same way had similar functionalities. You know, there's still, you know what I mean? Like the Zune out there somewhere going, it's so much better. <laughs> Me and my Betamax. <laughs> Something that's interesting is I've never, it just doesn't click to me, but like when you talk about developing products and like making these things that taste good, it's like, it just, there are certain things in my mind that don't line up. It's like, oh, I need to make it like this. Like, I don't have any idea how, if you handed me like a plate, if there is a table full of like ingredients and then, hey, make something taste like that, I'd be like, is there a strawberry flavor? <laughs> like, like, is there a one bottle I can put like, like the, like the mad scientist version of like how you create that is just beyond me. I don't understand it. Obviously you do a little bit cause you're creating a you little, know, tastes a with little, it, you know, but, but like, as you've been formulating, you kind of had that background in different companies and creating different products. Like it just is, doesn't make any sense to right. me. But inspiration always comes from weird places. Like, I mean, there's usually a weird story, you know, like, True. like when I kind of had the idea to pursue some flavors in drinks that are not like common flavors, you know, like um, pretzel flavor. I, I was oh, drinking, <laughs> I was drinking baking soda. <laughs> So that's normal, right? You were so, drinking. So baking there's some soda? actual. There's some pretty good research that baking soda is. Can, it actually right. can enhance, uh, like creatine, and it's actually good for high intensity hit training. Like it's good for. Um, I've been using that for years. Yeah. Is that real? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Anyway, so it's supposed to be funny because I'm like 410 pounds. So, but I, I appreciate Listen, you guys. I know not you're laughing. an athlete, Cam. You're. you're I, I you am make, an athlete. So thank you. You're an athlete. Right. right? At least You're more than an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Okay, stop. Here we go. All right. Back, back to our guest. So I was drinking baking soda. And, uh, <laughs> and so I was drinking it in warm water because it just felt right to me. So I was just straight plain, like three, four grams of baking soda in, in warm water. And I'm like, this tastes like a biscuit, right? Like it right. tastes like it's a like biscuit. Biscuit or and something. And I'm like drinking a biscuit. You know, because my mom used to make biscuits right. all the time and they'd be baking soda biscuits. So it was a very familiar taste. Right. And I'm like, that's so crazy because that's like a, a super savory, a bread-like, you know, food that I'm experiencing as a drink. loaded comfort. Right. Just... But it's the baking soda notes, right, that right. you really picked up on. And I'm like, well, I bet we could do pretzels. So, or we could, we could make pretzels work. 
And I don't know, you know, then that kind of led to, you know, some other stuff. I don't, we can go there now if you want. No, but. I think that's really interesting because, I mean, it sounds like if we backtrack to the, we're at the patches, right? Yeah. Like okay, where, yeah that's yeah. where you pulled yeah, in yeah. to start being able to create. Yeah. Uh, you know, really trying to, so we were, we were working with um, EGCG, which is uh, Epigala catechingalate, which is an antioxidant that's found in green tea. Right. Right. So it was uh, the ingredient that we were kind of focusing on. It's very bitter. And so you're just trying to solve this problem of how do we make something that's bitter palatable and it, bitter and astringent, right? It's not, you know, right. like a grapefruit. It, it's not that good. And so <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, anyway, so... It's like eating a rubber band, bitter. It's not good, right? right? So, um, you know, how do you mask the flavor and what kind of combinations of flavor work better than others. So was create. this pretty instant for you, like digging it? Like no, I loved it. When you it, got pulled right? over, you're like, this is awesome. Yeah, I super loved it, right? I immediately, I'm like, this is this is my jam. I like this. Um, so, um, and, I, you know, once again, it's like you get a, you get a real kick out of solving a problem. For sure. That, that's not easy to solve. Because that's the thing, is if it were easy, everybody would do it. Right. And so every, there are always trade-offs whenever you're trying, you know, you, you add something, it creates other issues sometimes. Right. So, um, you know, we're trying to find good flavor balance that would kind of mask the flavor and make something palatable. And so, you know, we kind of hit on a few things that really worked and, and that was exciting. Um, we ended up developing a skincare line that we sold in Turkey. It was pretty exciting. <laughs> Holy crap. So wait, when was, so when was this? Uh, this was in this, this was 2003, 2003 wow. to like 2007 in, in that neck of the woods. I just wanted kind of a baseline on how, so, cause I remember when Rena first talked about perk, right. With mm -hmm. you being the, the creative as far as, or not creative. Yes. Creative, but the one that's like putting the flavors together mm -hmm. and every, it sounds like you've been doing that for a long time. Well, yeah, sort of yeah, right? off and on for, for a long time. So, you know, really came up with the idea for the, the core idea for perk, um, several years before we actually, right commercially developed it, right? We kind of had a little bit of a false start where we developed the products and then we had some manufacturing issues and some right. distribution and nobody knew where to put it. They didn't know what to do with it. And so it kind of fizzled. Um, so it was definitely a situation where it was not the right time for it. Right. And really it was more of a marketing issue than it was that the product was wrong. So it was, see, I was right. That's what we were talking about a few minutes ago, ahead of your time. We weren't ready for it. Well, you were ready for it. You just didn't know because that's, I had no way to tell you, right? Because the product, people loved it, right? But I couldn't get it to them. I didn't know how to get it to them. I mean, you know, it was so much more difficult to do an online store. You know, you'd, you'd have to custom program everything. You have to hire, you know, hire people. It was very complicated. And really for us, one of the critical technologies was like the Shopify platform is right. huge for us. I mean, it was so easy to get to to get on that platform and start selling, and not have to worry about merchant processing, right. and and be able to build a functioning website that that did what we needed, you know, and you know, in a day. I mean, that's that's See, pretty that's, awesome. It's crazy. It, you bring up an interesting point. We forget how much work it was to launch a product. 20 years ago or 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. Even 10 years ago. And right? how much skin you had to have in the game. I mean, it was a risk right. when you launched a product. It, you know, you had yeah. the amount of investment you had to have. Now you can test ideas. For sure. And it's really great. Well, just that, anybody can build a website. But I mean, back before there was the internet, I mean, that's the thing. If you wanted to launch something, 
I guess that's why the big boys were so big because they had the money for the ad agencies and for sure. Product and places. and really the influencer, the notion of influencers right. and the way in social media was is integral into the whole thing too. Right. Like without that, you know, we would just have a website that no one had ever heard of or been to. For sure. So, so we're early two thousands. Right. Skip You're now creating. Again. Yes. So personally, where are we at? <laughs> that's what I was just going to ask. Right. Like where are we at? Yes. Yeah. Because we so, we got that it's such an it's such a cool tie-in for that story, but I, I kind of want to back it up. Okay, well, I haven't learned that side of you yet. There's some details. <laughs> Let's go. I'm I'm on marriage number two. Box. <laughs> marriage number two. Correct. So was this mar- during this time you were married to your first wife? No, or not yet. Marriage number two. Oh, that's what that means. In marriage number two. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yes, the one before Rena. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> So, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I was, you know, I had, had some kids and, uh, you know, I was doing, doing, uh, at this point I left and was, was developing, doing our own thing. It was entrepreneurial at that point. That was my first foray into stepping out into the dark. And what were you doing? Uh, selling nutritional supplements. Okay. So basically we had, uh, a product that we had managed, uh, to get into, uh, Smith's into the Smith stores and it was doing really well in Smiths, and we were doing something called DSD, which is was quite exciting. So it's direct store delivery. So basically, you'd wake up in the morning and you'd write the number of so you'd you map out your I'm going to go to these six Smiths today, and you drive and check your product in a display. You know, put new product in, make right. sure the display hasn't been moved to a corner, make sure it still stands <laughs> and exists. Right? You'd you'd go face everything, and then you'd go to store number two, and it's the it's the glamorous world oh, of being self-employed, right? And wild. Smiths, I don't know if you know, their footprint stretches farther than you think. Oh, yeah. Right? It goes down to Albuquerque, Jeez. right? There's Smiths in Albuquerque. There's, you know, Vegas. There's Reno. There's Elko. There's, you know, I mean, so were the, you, you going to all of them? So we would, we would be very diligent on the stores in the Wasatch Front, and then every once in a while we'd take a, take a trip out into the hinterland right. and, uh, and do – do the outs- outskirts okay. and you just let them sell out, right? And the right. display get thrown away. And you, next and time you, you come, you do another one. Were you doing this with your second wife? Was it a family thing you were doing? Uh, no, I was. Partners? I was pretty kind of doing it on my own at the time. Okay. So, um, you know, we ended up kind of parlaying that into getting a gig. In, you know, we got our product into Kroger, right? So we got national distribution, and we thought, oh man, we've made it. Oh, we're gonna kill it now. And it was really, in a weird way, it was the beginning of the end of that uh, piece of business for us um, because we didn't know what we were doing, basically. I mean, we had to learn all the retail lessons that we didn't have to really deal with when we were doing DSD, right? Because we're, we're in a display and the, out in the, wherever we, we, we could, we'd always be sliding it into more prominent places, you know? And so it had, it had good foot traffic. It was, you know, catch people's eye. People would be drawn to it because it was different. It was really colorful. People, you know, people could respond to it. And now we're on this, we're in the health and beauty section, which nobody goes to in a grocery store. And it's, we're on the top shelf in a dusty section of the store where you you can go and do the white glove test and there's always dirt (laughs) on your finger. And so, you know, we didn't know, and we had no marketing, right? We had no money to market. Um, It's all self-funded. So, you know, we're just going for it. And, uh, you know, we really didn't know how to, how to stimulate a new product in a national market. We had no idea right. what we were doing. And by the time we figured it out, we, were, we actually ended on a really strong note. 
right? Like we were, our sales were, were actually doing really well once we kind of figured out how to do a discounting program that made sense. And, you know, we got some traction, we got customers and then, you know, they redid the, you know, they redid the planogram, which is their map of everything in the store. They redid it and nutrition bars just a gobbled up a lot of our space. And so they basically just booted us and we're like, oh, now what do we do? You know, we've got got a little inventory and (laughs) you know you're just trying to kind of figure out we actually had a a few other issues we had problems with flavors where they discontinued some of the flavors that we were using and you know we tried very hard to solve that problem and it was not easy we we never really nailed it and that was they um the company that provided the freeze-dried flavor right so it was it was one that we used in two products or two flavors and it was our best flavor, right? It was kind of our flagship thing. You know, it was this berry flavor that was awesome. And it tasted fresh and it was really good flavor. And they, they discontinued it. So, um, it's so interesting. it was gone. Like, this sounds very similar. Like, if you hear businesses that go on Shark Tank and Pitch. Totally. And they're, they're like, oh, I can't wait. I got into a thousand storefronts or I want to go retail. You know, and all the sharks, you can kind of see them cringe a little bit. Yeah, because retail is you know, hard. They're just like, why? Like, are you sure you want to do that? But most business owners, it's kind of like validation. Yeah. You've made it that you are in like a brick and mortar storefront. You're in a national distribution chain of a national, you know, business. You know, it's like, oh, th- that means that we're there. But really, to your point, that can unlock a lot of things of businesses that yeah. it might not be worth it for most. No, it could be the their death knell. I, you know, the the reality is 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 with the with the internet, um, we have we can directly communicate with our consumers, and we don't reliant on this uh, you know infrastructure where we're fighting with large multinational corporations for attention space and you know resources. So you know it's it's it is a really tremendous equalizer. Um, you know, being able to, like I said, sell directly online. But we love our retail partners and we think they're important. And the great thing about retail is is there are a lot of eyeballs in retail that would never find us online. And so um, we don't, you know, completely reject it as a distribution channel. We think it's important. Yeah. But, um, you know, you, would we you, wouldn't be, you know, anywhere if we just relied on that. At this point, we're kind of going to jump forward, but your lessons that you learned there if you had a Kroger come to you now for perk and say, we want to offer you to all our stores nationwide, would you be hesitant to do it? Oh, you would definitely want to go in with eyes wide open. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, that's going to change your business dramatically. Yeah. Uh, You know, whenever you have a large partner like that, you just have to be very circumspect about how you approach it. Because if you do it wrong, it could, it could be the end of you. So, you know, you just need to think, very carefully and swallow hard if you're going to do a deal like that. But right now that's not what we're pursuing. So um, we want to, you know, focus on regions and markets that, you know, that are a little more attainable for us. And there's so much business. Utah is actually pretty thriving economy. Um, You can do a lot of business here in state. You know, you don't have to chase that national profile. No. Yeah. Everything's changed kind of to your point. It's equalized a lot of stuff. Yeah. So with the Kroger thing, with that product, when did that, like, when did you either stop doing it or transition out or like what happened with that? So, um, you know, we transitioned out in 2000. It, the end was, well, I'm going to say it's 2009. Um, and then, you know, at that point, 
And actually, I was dating Rena. And so I was um, preparing for a marriage number three. And okay. I decided that I, I better get a job. And so I went back to work. And so, uh, you know, I've been working from then until um, about, well, when did this COVID thing start? <laughs> <laughs> Not forever, it's felt like. Yeah. So as you're going through that challenge of the Kroger, you are also going through obviously a lot, a lot of, of personal challenges oh, as yeah, well. Oh yeah, lots of stuff. That kind yeah. of led to Rena. Correct. <laughs> so Cam stepped out. So just to catch you back I up. I had to go so potty. I've well, done it. I'm so sorry. I've been drinking a lot of water. That's good. That's that's amazing. <laughs> so I want you to know where we're at in the story. Okay. So we're at the point he got to Kroger and now he's dating Rena. Oh wow, isn't that exciting? Oh, man. That is exciting. Yeah. See, I really want to know about the dynamics of of sorry, am I okay to ask this right that's now? That's why that's why I caught you back okay, because I knew this is the question you wanted to well, ask. Well, that's the thing like I just find it just should we do a brief little summary of just cuz it's been a while since Irina was on, but she yeah. lost her husband. Right. Right. Did you know him? I did a right. little. I mean, I didn't know him well, but I'd met him. Right. And so that's the part that this is one of the things that makes me just think so highly of you, like just to be that confident, like she's very open about still being in love with him. Right. He, he died. Oh, yeah. He passed of an overdose. And well, that was, so, yeah, was a really cool thing on the episode is she talked about like loving two people and how she, yeah, the journey and being okay with that and the judgment right. from the outside and all of the different factors that have played into it. Yeah. And we made the comment as she was telling the story, like, wow, Gary must be pretty, freaking awesome Homeboy must be pretty confident <laughs> yeah. right like i anyway like i think it says so much about your character to be able to you know uh, it'd be weird I, it's hard to empathize i don't think a lot of people know what that must be like but to have yeah. somebody say like yeah i want to date you but just so you know i still love my husband very much i'm a widow but and if you haven't listened well, it's episode 13 okay go listen to arena's episode. episode so awesome but yeah, it's going to be exciting to hear kind of the other side of this. Right. So, um, you know, I did, I did have a little interaction. And so, you know, and I knew that she still, and she told me, I still have feelings. Um, and, you know, we're still very connected. And I had to, you know, I mean, it, it, it's definitely a risk when you, sure. you know, get into a relationship with someone who's in a, has a very complicated um backstory like we all do i mean we all have complications but that one was you know something that you know it can make you question you know like, for sure so why did you push through because the average guy probably goes ah, that's might not be the right time to go with see this. that's the thing i would think that that would almost be harder to deal with you know you hear stories they they reference it in movies all the time right where you're a guy's dating some woman that, oh, she's awesome. And then the third date, she's like, just so you know, I have five kids. And then it's like, oh, later. Well, you know. so I had, you know, I've been married twice before. And so I led with that. So, well, you that's know. good to lead with it. I'm just like, saying, I think her say, telling you that, twice, so. like, I, you know, I'm in love with him still, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think to a lesser, a lesser man would just be like, Peace out. It could be that just I don't process information clearly. Here's and so so I'm just like, I have no idea what Gary's I'm doing. Dang humility. You know what, though? I mean, you just kind of roll with the punches in life, you know? I mean, 
you know, we all deal with things that come up that we don't plan on or or complications. Um, But, you know, the way things worked out, I mean, a lot of stuff happened so quickly. You know, he passed away. We'd barely been married not very long. And so this happened on very early in our relationship, and it was definitely very challenging. And, you know, there are kind of consequences that linger. And, uh, you know, what you learn um, initially is that there's no reason to resent. There's no reason. And, you know, I think that it's okay to to accentuate the good things about people when they're gone because they're gone and we need to remember, uh, you know, the, the things they contributed. You know, it doesn't mean we don't learn the lessons that are there to be learned. But, you know, ultimately, you know, why I, I, there's no reason to be threatened. You know, I mean... Love is love is love, and you know it doesn't go away just because somebody's not there. Sure. And it doesn't mean that I'm loved less, or that my relationship isn't real. Um, so you know that's so hard for so many people to think about, though, because I think a lot of people view love as a, a scarce resource. That's so funny. We were just talking about that on the way here. Of you know, especially with young people, they don't understand that we can love more than one person, you know, in, in our family, right? Yep. You know, sometimes people Some feel like, others. like, with, well, yeah, 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 it's a scale, right? We rate, we rate our kids when they come home, <laughs> right? right? And, you know. We love them. We don't always like them. There, there can only be one in the top position, right? <laughs> exactly. So, right. you know, there's first you're loser first that comes right after the winner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, that's the thing is I think we live in a, in a society and culture, we've become so infatuated with ranking, right? Right, yeah, like that's a very interesting take. I mean, well, an equal and fair. It's like if I do something for you and I don't do it for you, all of a sudden Gary's going to look at me and say, "Oh, you don't love me as much as you love Cam." You because, both brought up a really interesting because point because you didn't do the same thing for me that you did for this right. person. It's like, well, that that's not that's not well, love. And those two things can be further right? opposite, right? It's yeah. like the very edge of the spectrum on both sides but look at, that's look hard at, to balance look at clickbait right how do they right. they want you to open a file uh, or something on the internet they say the top 10 reasons that you know i mean right. ranking or the best blank of all time right we're, we're suckers for ranking things right the the greatest move and we, we oh my gosh emoji right and it's yeah it's not about goat anymore and it's people, not an animal right people will devote I can't tell you how much time and energy they'll devote to arguments that are unwinnable, unknowable. Michael Jordan versus LeBron James. Unknowable. Uh, unprovable. It's, well, it's no, that just fact, though. Okay. All right. I see. I, and that's why people don't realize that you can love two people. All right. right. Because LeBron James and Michael Jordan. Okay. But, but here, okay, so funny, but so true. Because if you're on one Kobe's side of the fence, they hate. Right. And they try to discredit everything right. about it, the other one. But it's not, it doesn't have to be binary. It's not either or. It doesn't have to be, right? They can both be great. Totally like, right. Like, isn't that okay? So where did that come from in you? Like, because to Cam's point, like, I don't think that comes natural. Is it like, did you ever have a moment where you process things that way? Like, did you have a moment where you're like, do you know what? It's not me or him. Uh, there are moments when you feel petty, right? Everybody feels those moments when you're just like, well, this isn't fair. This is dumb. Um, but, you know, I mean, if you kind of have the gift of hindsight and you can go back and say, well, you know what? That was petty. I don't need to be that way. There's no reason to be that way. You know, I mean, you can make a choice yeah. that you're going to just say, I'm going to love 
love this person unconditionally and they have stuff that I can't control. Right. And that once again, that doesn't invalidate their current state, right? And you, if you're a present person, right? If you want to live in the moment, in the present, you know, you have to let go of all that stuff and say what's real and what's here right now. And that's what's really important. How much of that, because knowing you guys now, I feel like you're both, you communicate really well. Um, Some days. Obviously, <laughs> right? But like the fact that she would verbally say those things to you maybe earlier on, like did you guys learn or would did it come natural to have those kinds of conversations? And like when you had, like when you're like, oh, I feel petty, like would you go to her and be like, hey, this is this is it or is it more of like an internal thing you had i uh, i have to work sometimes to share you know cuz i i process a lot of stuff and i i mull things over and i think about things i have a lot of like well people who know me well know that i do talk to myself so that's real <laughs> if if i'm driving in my car i could be carrying on a a lovely conversation uh but <laughs> The point is, I, I'm pretty comfortable with my internal monologue, uh, and I don't necessarily need to share it, And okay. but that's not great for relationships, okay. right? Having a, a highly cultivated internal monologue and then not really sharing that with your partner. Uh, so, I, I have to make myself share. I'm not always natural okay. sharing. Um, but, you know, it's, you know it's, that's how you get better, right? You work on the things that you're not good at. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, and even be... Um, I mean, two marriages, right? Like you, you yeah, learn a sure. lot through that stuff. I, I, ain't, and I ain't doing that again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all in. I burn the boats. <laughs> well, but it's just like we we say this a lot. Everything there's good. You will always find good from hard and bad situations, right? right? And yeah, and you take from it what you needed to learn, and then and then you bring it to the next one, and that's right. it, it's. Or it's pointless, right? It's totally pointless. Like if you don't, I was talking to somebody about this today, actually. And it's a cousin of mine who I want on the podcast. So she grew up, she's cousin by marriage, but she grew up in the foster system and had a really, really hard life, like bouncing around. And I mean, she's just the most, she's super sweet, has very successful, married my cousin Steve. But talking to her, it's like, what she's come from, like what she had to go through. Right. It's kind of created what she is now. Right. And so I'm mm-hmm. sure there's a lot of things that yeah. you've been through that at the time were the worst thing ever, but you probably wouldn't trade them. Right. Cause you are, I'm you know, well, you know, I mean, you, you can't trade them. So, and that's true. You I can't mean, trade them. Yeah. So I why mean, worry about it? Yeah. Letting, why worry about it? Letting go of things, yeah. letting go of things we can't change. I mean, that's one of the messages for, for my kids of like, you know, not not worrying about things you have no control over, right? right? There's some Stephen Covey stuff in there. Circle yes, of influence. There yes, there is. The sphere of influence. So you're saying a couple of his chapters he stole from you? Ah, uh, yeah. When you worked there, well, I knew it. If I if I were selling something like that, then maybe I would. But <laughs> that's not my shtick. That's awesome. So so when how long have you guys been married, you and Rena? Uh, well, it'll be ten years in June. Really? Wow! Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. So cool. Okay. Yeah. This is a record for me. <laughs> yeah. Are you worried about it jinxing anything or anything? No, like, no. I'm way past good. the jinx we're point. Just, that was a couple of years ago. Well, you guys are such a good pair. I, I feel like you have very shared you know, interests and strengths. You guys like a lot of the same thing, which I think is so important. 
But you guys, and you work together. Yeah, we do. And I, you know, I like working with her. So, right. I mean, I need, I, I, she needs my energy. I need her energy. So, just compliment each other. Yeah. Very, like I, equal opposites almost. Yeah. In a sense. So, so, this might be kind of a inappropriate question. Oh, boy. Were you nervous about working with her, having it be your third no. marriage? Being like, is this going to add a whole bunch of extra stress that I don't need? No, we, we, I, you know, it, it developed organically okay. and slowly enough that I already knew it was going to be, it was going to be good. Okay. I wasn't stressed about it. So, you know, the process took a while to okay. kind of get the, the business going. So, you know, basically, do you want to hear where the, the perk products came from? Yes. The initial. So I was back, back in the day when I was doing the other supplement, right? Um, Somebody, a friend of ours said, hey, I've got this contact at Cabela's, a buyer at Cabela's. You should develop something that, uh, for Cabela's. And I'm like, well, that's an interesting uh, opportunity problem, right? I was like, going to say, so, knowing what we know about your brain right now, that was probably a really exciting... wasn't a problem. It was an so opportunity. It was. It was something you know, to puzzle out. And so you know, I started thinking about what um, somebody who's super into camping outdoors, what they would want. And I'm like, you know, what I would want is I love drinking a warm drink around the campfire. That's like a big part of the camping experience. So we should develop supplements that are warm drinks. They, they should be, you know, flavors that would be awesome around a campfire. And that was kind of the idea of doing supplements in a warm drink that, and using flavors that, you know, are, are traditional hot drink flavors. So we went and started working on the initial flavors. We did um, we did a, a Mexican hot chocolate. We did a chai, and we did a mocha that was gross. I mean, I never really liked that one. Um, I just it was it was weird. So um, was it the same formulation that Perk is now? No, but it was in the ballpark. Okay, right. Um, because what ended up happening is we developed the flavors. The meeting never came about, but we were like, I love these. A chai, especially, right? Like chai latte is a flavor that, you know, so I mean, it's 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 really it's like an emotional flavor, right? It it tastes like Christmas. comfort, a and hug in a mug, holidays, right? Exactly. It has that. Well, it has that. the. It's kind of weird because you know it's Indian, but it has you know Thanksgiving. The pumpkin spice is is the right. core. Is well, there you know, five or six spices typically in a chai latte. Um, you know, cinnamon, nutmeg, cardamom, cloves, and, and sometimes ginger is included, um, and, but pepper. So that gives it a little tiny touch of heat. So um, we didn't include ginger, but we have the other five. And so, um, you, know, you know, three of those are pumpkin spice, right? So it does have that familiar and it's, it's creamy, it's smooth, it's warm. It's like all these comforting things. And, you know, I found that you know, mornings were better when I knew uh, I was going to drink that in the morning. And so we kind of just said, this is a winner. And so we took it to Kroger because we were already in Kroger. And they're like, great, where does it go? And we're like, I don't know. That's your problem. Like, no, it's not our problem. It's your problem. Well, were you, were you, was this, what was the drive? Was it energy at that point or was it other supplements? It was a little more or? broad. It was a little more broad based. We kind of focused on energy, uh, right. you know, as it kind of related, you know, to mornings and, and you know, something people obviously 
you know, it's a common issue, right? How did like the Utah thing play into that? Like no coffee drinking? Was that a part of it? I, I, it has to be because, you know, it's part of who I am and, you know, how I grew up. So, I mean, it definitely informed my preference. I mean, I think the rest of the world would have said, well, just dude, just drink coffee. Well, and that's why Um, I asked that because what you're describing as far as like morning, yeah. I think the rest of the world just thinks coffee. Yeah. So I just wondered if that kind of played into it. Yeah, but I mean, we definitely wanted this to be more functional than coffee. Right. Right. Like coffee's just caffeine. So sure. um, you know, we you know, we wanted to add some protein, we wanted to add some collagen, we wanted to add um antioxidants. So, you know, it was a little more of a well rounded product. So I mean, idea of a functional food um that you could have in the morning, right? Um so And have uh, you always been into fitness? Sorry. I, I have not have not okay <laughs> you didn't know where that was going <laughs> yeah i didn't no i kind of got into it like my brother got me to play rugby when i was 30 and that was right. kind of the when i said all right i like this i always i always love i'm very passionate about sports right i wanted to be a sports ca- that was actually i wanted to be a sports caster when i was a kid oh, wow. um i actually wanted to be a gymnast that didn't work out um then i wanted you know i knew football wasn't going to be for me because you know i mean i was in i wrestled 98 pounds in 10th grade Right, Shut eight your pounds. Mouth. Yeah, that happened. I was a year ahead in school, so I was, uh, you know, a freshman in age. But oh my gosh, yeah. So um, it wasn't the, it wasn't in the cards. Right. But I loved it. I mean, I loved. I, I started watching football games when I was four years old. Right. Complete football games. I remember watching USC, and because we lived in Washington, so it was the Pac yeah, eight. Pac-10. What I don't know. No, was, I don't think it was ten because Arizona and Arizona State were in it. So it's the wow. Pac eight. Um, and so um, I'd watch old school USC football, Washington football, um, you know, wow. back in the day. I love football and the Raiders. I was a huge Raiders fan as a kid. Um, is that good? I grew up a Raiders fan. I mean, I, I show Saints fan now because I feed them, but I, I've right. always been a Raiders fan. Well, I was a Raiders fan because they had a pirate on their helmet. And I was <laughs> I was five years old. And so if you got like a oh, cool eye patch, right? Well, Silver so you and black. Were, you were... You were plucked out by marketing at an early age man yes they got you they got me see and so i you know i was a kenny stabler you know um then well you know i mean the whole you know the whole heyday of oakland like raiders back then that they were plunkett oh man yeah they they were good they were good they were dude the immaculate reception yep i cried so hard and i denied it for so long (laughs) like i was like a truther i'm like that ball hit the ground. Franco Harris didn't catch it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I got over it right. after a couple of Super Bowl titles, you know. <laughs> it always helps. Marcus Allen. Oh, man. Yeah. Bo Jack Jackson. Howie Long and Bo Jackson. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, yeah. Anyway, Sorry. we can, we can leave that yeah. behind. I'll talk about Bo Jackson, man. Oh. Watching him run up that tunnel. I mean, That's he is. Good. See, I never, I never saw it live, but very cool. Well you know live on tv yeah well you're right yeah i was i was alive and watching it so <laughs> <laughs> okay so, anyway so, so athletics always been big so yeah Fitness. and i love you know i mean i fell in love with rugby you know my brother was uh you know he moved to canada got recruited to play the first week he was there and kind of threw himself into rugby wow. and he he came back to the u to get his phd and he was the student uh you know he was a coaching the team because there was really nobody else and so um i just came out did some training runs with those guys and then found a club and uh wow i played rugby for a long time i'm you know i still still i still play right i I just play touch now touch rugby (laughs) i want to get into that too after we talk about this perk stuff so all right so 
warm drinks in the morning. Right. So anyway, so we couldn't sell it, right? Like, and we didn't really, I mean, we would have gone direct to consumer, but we always struggled when it, with, with either merchant processing or some aspect of online sales, even though I had a little bit of background. Uh, right. You know, actually, merchant processing was a big issue back in the day because, you know, if you had, you know, and I'd been through two divorces, so, you know, I took a credit hit when that happened, right. right? So I didn't qualify for the good merchant processing that was easy to integrate. So I'm trying to find these weird merchant processors. This is credit cards. What, just right. so yes. everybody Processing knows. credit cards. Pro- processing people's so, credit cards online. Like right. Take, accepting online payments. Right. So you have to, you know, back in the day, you had to find your own right. and then integrate them into your store. And so it just never worked, right? right. Like we, you know, we'd be on the phone with customer support and they couldn't get it. To work. This should be working. <laughs> How many times did you hear that? I mean, right. I heard that so many times. And, uh, and so the online store never really, we never really got it dialed in and we really didn't take advantage of some of the audience that we had through our, um, you know, through our, um, distribution, right? So we had people that were looking for us, but we weren't selling to them directly at all. So, um, so it was a, you know, these, these drinks didn't really have a home in the store. Do you put them in, you know, do you put like a chai latte in the chai, in a, in the warm drink section where it's like twice as expensive or three times as expensive as everything else. Cause it has to be right. Right. You're putting stuff in it that costs money. So it can't be the same price as just a regular, yeah, a regular drink. Yeah. Um, But you put it in like where the, you know, vitamin C is and it's going to die there too. So it was really an issue of not really having a home. Um, So it, you know, kind of, it kind of died. We, once again, the company that was manufacturing our product, doing our blending, um, they were acquired. And so we kind of, by a very large company, and they, you know, they, we were way too small for them to deal with. So we kind of had to start over again a little bit. Right. Um, and, you know, I was getting a job, you know, I'd, I had gotten a job and I was just kind of doing the career thing. So I kind of just, it, just let it percolate in the back of my mind and, you know, just... You know, for the next, you know, I, I actually literally had a barrel of Mexican hot chocolate in my garage and I drank it. I swear I drank no way. I, I, like a 50 <laughs> gallon drum. I drank of the 85% powder? Like of, the, of it. Yeah, of the powder. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I, I think I killed almost all of it. <laughs> I, I, but, you know, that's actually kind of where Rena, you know, we had it, we had it in the garage, right? We weren't right. selling it. I was drinking it that like a crazy old, person. The white powder and the baggies. Right. And Rena's so Rena would take right. it into work and, you know, and then people would start stealing it and leaving money. And we're like, well, I think people like this. For sure. Right. And, and really, ultimately, you know, I think people liked it because they had a, a, an emotional connection to the product, right? I mean, it's kind of when you can connect, um, you know, your feelings and your emotions and your senses, it's, it's much more powerful. That's why we all like to buy stuff from our childhood, right? Like things that remind us of back then. We yeah. just can, there's such a, like a visceral connection to, it's like my Wayne Gretzky poster. Like he's my yeah. hero. And I'm 41 years old and I still have posters of him in my office. Well, we've all arrested. We suffer from arrested development now. Yeah, it's very <laughs> true. So that was kind of what kicked off you bringing it back to life is seeing people yeah, respond starting to, to throw it. you some money, like yeah. leaving money and taking it. And-, and and from that point, even it was still a journey, you know, trying to solve, you know, making sure we could manufacture it, uh, you know, find a, a partner that was reliable because, you know, I still work in my job. I couldn't like throw myself into it. Um, what was but, your job? 
your corporate. Uh, so I, I was working in advertising agencies okay. as an art director and, and, and ended up getting into user experience design. Um, so that was the last job I held. Right. Um, but, you know, just trying to figure it all out. And it right. took us years to figure that out. It took us like probably four years to kind of solve the manufacturing issue. Wow. And once we did, you know, we went for it. Wow. And one of my, such a cool part of this story, because a lot of it, Rena talked about like how it kind of, you guys got going and stuff, but just recently happened with you mm-hmm. on the perk story. Because when Rena was here, you were still in, you were still working at Adobe right. and we joked with her like, well, when's he going to, when's he going to jump? And you did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> uh, it's just, it was time, you know? I mean, uh, you know, I, I was leaving too much to everybody else and I felt like, you know, I needed to pull my weight. Uh, so, you know, I actually really enjoyed my time at Adobe and it's, you know, it's a great company. It's kind of funny because, you know, they, the, that company, even though the part I was working for wasn't, you know, directly descended from the creative group, you know, is responsible for a lot of my career in many ways because they developed the technology that allowed me to be right. a, cr- be a creative person. Yeah. Um, it's so cool. Full circle. Yeah, full right? circle. Cause you were using the Adobe stuff. What, yeah. Eighties. And the, I worked with amazing, great people at Adobe and um, you know, I still miss them. I, although I would have missed them if I was still working right. at Adobe. So, you know, we'd all be, <laughs> right, right. you know, <laughs> it hasn't been that harsh of a transition, but uh, I am looking forward point. to, to going back to the campus once they're back there and, and having lunch with lunch with the guys. But that's kind of a crazy story because like the timing of how it all happened. Yeah. It was very either fortuitous or unfortunate, I guess, <laughs> depending on, <laughs> depending on how so you look at it. Let's tell us the story. Like how did it all happen? Uh, which aspect? Well, um, like actually leaving. I, yeah, like, I think. Like, oh, like, they, what what was it that finally? Like when was did you decide no, to just, you, you know what? I, you know, I, the guy, the my boss, I I love. He was he's a great guy. Um, I knew he would be understanding. Um, he's super supportive, and um, you know, I just I told him, hey, listen, I, I'm feeling the strain of trying to do, do both things, and I feel like it just to, it's probably the time to go. I think we're at a point where I need to go and it would be, you know, it's kind of a win-win hopefully. Um, and, you know, he was great. He was awesome. I knew he would be and he was. And, and when did you have that conversation with him? Oh, I had a, oh, gosh, it's been a few months now. Okay. So, you know, um, he... Was that what really made you take the step was just, it was, Perk was, there was just too much work to I do I just both. knew that I, I was just, you know, I, you know, I, it's kind of funny because, you know, uh, you know, the story about the cobbler's children having no shoes, right? There's I, just like, I'm like, you know, I really need to redo the website. I really need to come really, you know, the, from an organizational standpoint, it started creaking as we added products right. and I'm like, and, and there's still work to do, but you know, I mean, I'm kind of baby stepping it. Because, you know, I can't throw myself into it for, you know, 60 hours a week like I probably should. Right. Um, but I have been able to to make some improvements in organization and user experience. Um, well, the I, past six months, even since Reen has been on, I mean, you guys have released a ton of new flavors mm-hmm. inside of the other, you know, inside yeah. of the energy and the chill. But you've launched a completely new product line as right. well with the BCAAs. And the way we are about flavor, for us, a, a new flavor is a new product um, just because it's so important to us. Like, we obsess over it. We work on it really hard. We think about it. I have a list of 
ideas that I'm constantly working on and and updating and trying. You know, I try to contribute to it all the time because you always need more ideas. You know, you, there will never be a point where we can stop. You know. Well, it sounds like you'd go crazy if you did. Like you, you, you need that creative. I like it. Right. Right. And I and I have to sometimes temper my enthusiasm <laughs> right, because right. you know the complexity grows as you add skews and you know we have to make sure that we're managing our inventory properly and our cash flow and all those grown up things that we need to do um so i'm sure what about flavors for cuz i imagine since you create most of them they're kind of your babies has it ever been hard to have you ever had a flavor kind of like we were talking about with your your previous company yeah them discount, have you ever had to let go of one that well you know we certainly hard for you we, to let go of? we have you know flavors that that you know they when you have active ingredients they react differently. You can take the same flavor base, put different actives in them, and it, it's totally different, right? So every project, you know, you want to say, people are always like, well, can't we just do another chai? And I'm like, <laughs> well, we could. It just will taste way different, and you'll hate me for it, right? <laughs> when because people say- like, It says chai latte right. on it, and it tastes nothing like the other one. Right. And really, we we have a little bit of a- well, it's really more of a communication issue than a marketing issue because we have, you know, we had a lot of feedback, you know, we're not, we have people who have needs that are different, right? Like people are, you know, they, they prefer, you know, they prefer stevia uh, as a sweetener or they prefer, um, you know, they are trying to go dairy free or they're, um, you know, keto is another audience, right? That has very specific needs. And so we're, we're trying to listen to as many as possible and, and so we developed products for that audience, but they, they're going to taste different, for sure. right? Because we're using a different base and a different sweetener. Right. And so they're going to taste different. And, you know, sometimes, you know, that, you know, we, we need to do a good job as marketers to communicate that to people, but, you know, people get confused sometimes, you know, and you do your best, uh, but, you know, I mean, we work with people. For we're, sure. We're hundred percent committed to making people happy. You know, I mean, an impossible task sometimes it, it, it is, it is impossible. You're, you're absolutely right, but we do love our customers. And I try to like, keep that in my mind is, you know, to me, customer service is the business of forgiveness, right? We, That's an interesting quote. we need to be able to not get our ego involved, right. To say, listen, it's, it's natural that people are going to be confused because life is confusing. Sometimes they, click on a link and they don't read everything. I don't read everything all the time. Oh. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I understand people sometimes, right. you know, buy something and they they really meant to get something else and so, you know, we're going to work with them because you know, we need to like for they hopefully they'll forgive us and we will forgive them. That's actually a really cool quote. It's awesome. I told Brent like mark that down. <laughs> and, it kind of, and, and it does kind of work both ways, right? It needs yeah. to. And I uh, think we, it, it's, we hope it does, but it, you know, karma. Less and less. Well, yeah. Like thanks to Yelp, we give people too much of a platform to be mad, but they people do need to be able to forgive because everybody makes mistakes, right? And they're much less likely to get on their soapbox if you really make a genuine effort right. to to be understanding. And you know, sometimes you have to swallow hard. You know, it right. feels it, your pride gets in the way. It's interestingly enough, it has a lot to do with accepting something like being married to a woman who has who's in love with her, <laughs> right. with her, their, her former husband, <laughs> right? Like right. you just have to go. You know what? 
it doesn't benefit me to hold on to this. For it doesn't sure. benefit me. It doesn't benefit our company. You know, being right, uh, what does that mean? You know what I mean? With the consumer, I want people to come away from having experience with our company and go, I love those guys. For sure. You know? And all it takes is that one interaction. I remember coming to your house one day. I don't know if you can remember what the story was, but you were dealing with one of these situations. And I remember just going, why would you give that person back their money or send more product? It was a really, really like strange complaint. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. whatever, some, like the fact other. that somebody emailed what they did, it, you know, it was just kind of like, well, I drank 90% of it, but I decided I don't like it. So I want something different. It was something along those lines. And you, you obliged. Well, you know, I mean, it, you know, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to create relationships, right. you know, and, and really from a business perspective, it only makes sense, especially if you have a product you believe in. If you don't believe in your product, you should grab every dollar you can. For sure. Right. I mean, that's kind of the mindset that people have sometimes because they don't believe in their product. Right. Because if you believe in it, you know, that value of that customer is way higher, way greater than anything you'll and make one that day and not, not making the exchange and right. not yeah, doing- The cost of a returning know. customer, repeat customer is way less than not the cost to men- of a new customer. Right, and not to mention somebody saying, because to me, those are, it's funny, most people, I feel like the people that are the loudest online are generally the unhappy people, right? Mm-hmm. The happy people just keep ordering and they love the stuff. Right. But there is a certain level where when you go above and beyond to do something like you're talking about, like- replace a bottle of perk for somebody that kind of took advantage of it. But if they really feel taken care of, they are going to get on a soapbox mm-hmm. and now it's going to be positive. So now you're paying. Well, just look at, look at Perk's word, Instagram right? page. I mean, Rita totally. talked about it. Like every single day you guys have countless posts from people that are just posting it. Right. And stories. Like, so like my wife is one of them. I mean, the day doesn't start without perk. I mean, <laughs> like it, it's it's the truth, and there's two perk days, and <laughs> <laughs> you know. But like, it's be a funny. funny Insta story. It's a three perk day today. <laughs> but like, she posts about it all the time. You know, she yeah. doesn't get paid for it. There's no ulterior motive. It's just it it's brings her like so much happiness to do it that she enjoys doing it. But no, that's she, the she has an emotional connection. You wouldn't do that without an emotional connection yeah. to to the experience of using the product. Correct. And so, I mean, that's really it's kind of funny. We talked about weird stories. I had I got an email one time that basically it said the the subject line was "You're ripping me off." Oh my! God. And so I read this email and and they said "You're ripping me off." You used to have twenty servings per canister, and now you only have. I, my husband got me some, and there's only eighteen in it, and you're ripping me off. The price was exactly the same, and I'm like, all right. I tried to be as diplomatic as possible because I told you we have that all natural, dairy free version. Well, right. there are only eighteen servings in it because it's more expensive mm-hmm. to produce. So we just in, to keep the price points the same, we reduced the serving size by two, um, and it's worked out really well. It, it, it allows us to do bundling and tier, tiered pricing and stuff. I think it's great for the consumer. Uh, so anyway, but it does create, you know, it is confusing sometimes. Right. And she was obviously confused. And I wrote back to her and I said, I'm, I'm sorry. I know that there's, there's a little confusion, but I'm pretty sure you have the all-natural dairy-free version of the product. And she's like, nope. 
this is the same thing that I bought before, and it used to have 20 servings. And so I'm like, who pays attention right. to stuff like that? So what I did, there are people, crazy. there are people who are like, they, who will weigh out the product <laughs> just to make are sure you that you're getting, they're just people, you know, there are lots of personalities in the world and we need all of them. No, we don't. <laughs> somebody's got to, Hey, somebody's got to do the taxes, right? <laughs> That's true. Like, you know what I mean? Somebody's got to be detail oriented, right? We can't all be artists, man. Oh man. <laughs> Get out so, the kitchen scale. So honey. the point was, I I ended up mailing her a unit, and just saying, "Listen, here's our twenty serving unit. I promise you can find it. Just look for this on the label, right. and you'll know it's the right one." And she wrote me back the sweetest letter, and she said, "You know what? I want to write your manager to let them know, <laughs> to let them know that you did a good job." And I and I'm like, "You know what? I'll let him know." Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I should have said I'll let her know because we all know who I report to. (laughs) Oh, man, that's awesome. So I just want to hear a really before we end, I want to hear a little bit about the BCAAs. Where'd they come from? Why are they here? Why did you choose that? Because there's so many supplement options in that Yeah, you're right. And you were there for a while, too. Like, right. why is this the one you've chosen to come out with? Well, uh, actually, we chose BCAAs because, so I, we talked about sports earlier, right? I, and I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm still involved. I still, um, you know, I got an opportunity to try out for the U.S. touch rugby team, right. uh, the over, the over 40 team, because they didn't have an over 50 team. So I had to try out and for the over 40 team so. to so. go play in the touch world cup in, right. in, so at 55, he beat out all the 40 year olds. Right. So yeah. I had to go to camp and do all this things. So I made the team, um, in, you know, we were going to Malaysia. So it's, you know, it was a big deal, right. Representing the country. It was kind of exciting, kind of childhood dream, right. To hear the national anthem and, right. and wear your colors and represent your country in international sporting competition. Right. That was like childhood dream for sure. Cause I dreamed about the Olympics when I was a kid. Right. Right. So it just a little delayed. I wasn't talented enough for the Olympics, but, uh, anyway, so, you know, I was training for, um, for the touch world cup and, uh, you know, I was trying to, you know, train, you know, twice a day doing, you know, doing a lot of, you know, skill work, technique work, conditioning work. It, it, it's a very demanding sport touches. Um, it, it's a very quick, fast paced sport. So your fitness needs to be on point and you need to be able to basically do, um, you know, one, to one and a half minutes of hard, hard work. And then you've got about three minutes to recover. And then you're going to repeat that pattern in touch, right? So you have a shift, kind of like hockey, right? Right, You do your shift, you you work really hard when you're on, and then you can recover. So the intensity is pretty high because you have recovery time built in. And so, um, you know, BCAAs, I built them into my training regimen. And I kind of felt like I noticed a difference. Um, that was the variable in my training from previous years. And I felt like, you know, I was kind of maintaining my muscle better. I was recovering better. Um, and I felt better. So, um, so what did BC, what branch chain amino acids, right? So So they're they're not because they're right. Yes. (laughs) I just want the list for anybody that doesn't know what BCAAs are like. So they're essential amino acids that, um, you know, they're, they're actually in protein, um, in a complete protein, all the branch chain amino acids are in there. But, um, a lot of the research indicates that if you, you supplement with BCAAs, it's good for recovery. It's good for, um, immune function and, um, it's good for uh, muscle synthesis, um, and, you know, it, it, it doesn't replace everything else, but it has a really good niche, especially in people who are really active, right? Um, or if you're in a, a 
caloric deficit, you uh, maintain more muscle if you will supplement with BCAAs, right? So um, anyway, so it's something that I had a good experience with. So I was kind of bringing my own experience to bear when I said, well, maybe this is something we should go after. And I also decided that we wanted to do that because most BCAAs are kind of hard to drink because they're super crap. They're (laughs) super tart, right? Because they're very bitter. BCAAs are not good tasting. So um, they basically throw a lot of uh, tart flavor, citric and malic acid, tons of it into the drink to compensate for the bitterness or mask it. And, um, you know, we had some ideas of how to buffer that, right? So they would be easier to drink. Your stomach wouldn't be quite as acidic, you know, feeling. And, um, you know, we basically... Um, we're really happy with how they turned out. So they're know. amazing. If anyone's listening, hasn't tried them, go try them. Like it has become like my go-to drink. Like, yeah, it, it's like, it's, it's almost like my dessert for me. You know, like I, right. like I keep a bottle all the time now full. Like I've been drinking them for two or three weeks pretty consistently. Yeah. And it is, it's like become like my sweet, like it, I don't need sweets anymore. Like it's just like I need to take a chug. I just swip on it all day and it is fantastic. Yeah. They're so good. So I'm glad you like them. Yeah. I do too. I drink them. <laughs> He's got I, his sitting I, right yeah, next to him. Yeah, I do. I kind of just, I drink them regularly. <laughs> I'm I'm a user of I was products, say, right? Oh, that's the best like, part about, I, uh, like, that's what you need, right? You want to be, you're obviously passionate about the product and it works. You look like you're 40. <laughs> so obviously I would do whatever you're doing if you're listening out there. <laughs> So, I mean, that's great. Well, so now what's coming? Are you guys, do you have new, I don't know, you can't release all of the secret details. Yeah. But exciting things, are you, do you have new products in the mix or is it more flavor driven? <laughs> yes. Yes and yes. Right. <laughs> so was, there was definitely a so facial expression we, just so everyone knows we, an excitement. We definitely, we, you know, we're always, we're always, well, you know, I mean. And now you're full time. Yeah. Like, I know. It's you kind of feel people crazy. You kind of feel the pressure. I mean, honestly, like, do new stuff. No, 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 no. I have to slow down. Right for me, I have to slow down. I have a, I have a schedule, a release schedule for usually twelve months. I try to have a release schedule, um, and it's just a roadmap. I mean, things could change. Things might not work out the way I hoped. You know, I mean, everything doesn't turn out perfectly. So you have to be prepared to pivot every once in a while. But uh, for the most part, we've been able to kind of do. Uh, do the roadmap. And I need to like, sometimes I need to tone it down and say, all right, we're just going to launch two flavors this quarter and one new product in one flavor next quarter. I can't just do everything all at once. Um, so I got to keep the powder dry a little. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, you know, we're, we'll have um, some new stuff coming um, very soon. Like, Ooh. like um, what category <laughs> is it a new category? Uh, it's, it's new flavor category. New flavor. category. Yeah. So, you know, Everyone be on the lookout. Yeah, be on the lookout. Just think about think about the holidays. Oh yes, <laughs> love the holidays. I well, love the holidays. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Memorial Day f- feels like the weirdest Memorial Day ever right. because it feels like we're on month three of summer. I don't know. I don't it totally know. Totally does with all this kids being out. With and kids being out, it's man. It's been a little while. How have you got? What have you guys noticed any difference in your business during the last couple months? Like. And um, sales up, down, uh, same. I, I would, you know, it's kind of hard to to know, you know, honestly, because it also coincided with, you know, some other marketing efforts and me being full time and being able to do a little right. bit more. Right. So it thankfully, you know, it's been it's been great. Our customers Good. have been great. 
like they've been really supportive. They've done a lot of sharing. And, you know, people have been kind of stuck on their phones. Um, people have been very aware about so of social media. So I think in that respect, you know, we've well, probably gotten a little more attention than right. we would have otherwise. Well, and there's a comfort aspect to some of your products. Absolutely. And so I imagine, you know, you're like uh, my wife, for example, with the kids home all day, all of a sudden, there are more two to four two per, per days, day. right? <laughs> <laughs> and so I just wondered if you saw a little spike in, you know, sales because but then again i guess it could even out because people aren't at work either and sometimes you need that stuff because rena yeah. told that story about was it a real estate office she worked in yeah yeah where mortgage. she passed it out about two or three o'clock to get everybody through the rest of the day yeah so if people aren't in their office so yeah i just wondered how it affected you guys i you know i think more people are, are you know at home you know right. drink at a home uh, I think people definitely drink it in the office, but you know, that's, I think most people drink it in the morning right. and at night. It, and so, you know, if it's a bookend, then it doesn't really, it's not really affected. So by I have office. a nighttime. I'm <laughs> and, the calm. I'm the, the chill. Oh, the chill is my favorite. Yeah. Oh, it, 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 it's funny. Like if I drink energy, it, I don't really, I think it's because I just drink too much caffeine, but you can, yeah, definitely the chill. Yourself. I really feel, and it, huh. it's not like a drowsy thing either. It's just no. like. I don't know. Just you just calm down. Honestly, you know, if especially if you're you have any nutritional deficiencies, right? Like, you know, supplementation, most of the time you're just filling up the levels in your, huh. you know, you're filling up the well. And if you don't, you know, if you're depleted all the time, you're going to, you know, have the consequences, the negative consequences if it's bad sleep or whatever. Right. But if you're filling the well up on a regular basis, that's kind of the way it works, right? You fill the well up and then your body has what it needs to function properly. Gotcha. Right. But not everybody needs to fill the well up. So you're going to have a different experience. Right. So I definitely need to fill up the well. I'm with good stuff. So it probably is my body reacting to getting some, because there's a lot of good stuff in your products. Well, right? we try. No, I mean, well, anyway, it, it's become a. It used to be just a morning thing with me. With the, right, then it became a morning and night, and now it's turned into an all bloody day thing. All right, well, because well, you got your recovery, dude. I mean, there's something for every part of your day. Yeah, right. There's the wake up stuff. There's the muscle recovery if you're working out or yeah. golfing, like anything you're doing physical, and then chill out at the end. Yeah, so and we're definitely going to explore new new spaces and new territories, yeah. and uh, you know, it won't always be sweet. And won't always be desserty, um, or a treat. You know, we want to let's make a beef rub. What, yeah. <laughs> a beef rub, a perk. All right, all right. A perk, a perf, a perk brisket rub. <laughs> the caffeinated brisket. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> You're already using pepper, right? Well, that that's right. In the chai. That's okay. right. Well, that's and hilarious. just as a reminder, if you purchase perk. Use the code nitty gritty. <laughs> Save you some money. <laughs> we know we're buying it. Well, well, Gary, thanks for a lot for coming on, man. Hey, thanks for having so me. So cool. There's so many more questions that I have, but I know we, we didn't got even... we got through a lot. Maybe we need to have you guys back as a couple. That would be that, that would, would be, be really fun. cool. Maybe we do that when you guys launch your next product or something. Well, it's very soon, so, so I don't Ooh. think you're ready for us quite that soon. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> All right. Well, we sure appreciate you having on. Yeah, thank for you. Having, thanks coming. so much. Yeah.